Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode 278. This week, we have the disappearing Hoover woman, unequal pay in sports, felonious speech, a pop country badass, the McLawsuit, a puppy adrift, the sound of profit, presidential vote buying, Michigan's fake electors, and Hunter's wee-wee in Congress. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my part of this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. I can't wait to hear about Hunter's wee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wants uh, to show it to everybody. Yes, yes. It sounds like it. So how was your Boston trip? Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, it was cooler than, 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 than it is here. Uh, it was 80, but it's still 100% humidity. Yep. Uh, and of course, you're, you're, you're right there in the backwater. I, I, I was at the Omni Seaport, so I mean, you're right there on the water. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be humid. But yeah, I, I geeked out on the history. Yeah, that's cool up there. Did you do the Freedom Trail or see where the Freedom Trail uh, yeah. went through the Yeah, went town? Up down the Freedom Trail a good bit. Uh, went, up to, uh, went up from the Constitution to uh, Bunker Hill. Did you go to Cheers? <laughs> I did not go to Cheers. Drove by it. Speaking of history. Yeah. Uh, did go to the Green Dragon. Yes, I like the Grand Dragon. It's cool. Uh, and I was just, I was, Connie was sick. Okay, uh, she she got sick on Sunday. I mean, violently sick early, uh, early Sunday morning. So I went to Quincy Market without her. And then I was just, I was walking to to Walgreens, following uh, following my GPS on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the Green Dragon. Yep. So I went in there and ordered a glass of wine just so I, so I could say I had a. Had a drink at the Green Dragon. Yeah, the Green Dragon's cool. And then Finial Hall, I guess you probably saw that. And yeah, Boston's a cool town. So. Yeah, I was, I was on the Constitution and I went all, all the way down to the bottom. Yep. Which you know, at six foot one, I can't I can't stand up down there. And they've got it's it's actually a commissioned warship. Yes. Uh, so the sailors on there are are enlisted and and officers of the Navy. The guy was down there sweating his sweating his ass off. <laughs> And I said, man, because the, they, they put they put sprinklers through it because, you know, it is a federal insta- uh, installation and they have to stay to fire code. And so they gave you sprinklers, but they can't give you an air conditioner because maybe I just bust one of those sprinklers open. That'll get me cool. So that'll get you an Article 15. <laughs> yes. It, yeah. It had to be hot down there. Well, you, I mean, oh, and you it. missed some 98 degree weather here. It's, it's been hot all week, hot and humid. Oh, no, I didn't, I didn't miss it. I, I got, I got back on Monday. And <laughs> have plenty of business lined up, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. It, it, at 98 degrees, I assure you, uh, I, I couldn't have stayed. I, I'd had to catch a flight home. <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it, it was cool. There's a, a, I think it's the USS Quezon that's out there, an old battleship, and that's part of the park service is no longer commissioned. Yeah. Uh, and, and walked walked around it, and and I did not climb the tower at, at Bunker Hill. Yes, okay. I got there late, and uh, it's it says right there this is a strenuous climb. I was I was watching young people come out of this day. It is thing. strenuous. I remember it. Hey, hey, young people coming out going. My my legs are shaking. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna pass. We also went to uh, Concord, not Concord, but Concord is the uh, people up that way say it. Uh, that was a neat spot. That's where what's his name went running out to warn the warn the uh, people that the British were coming. Right, Paul yeah, Revere. There's, a, there's also a yeah Minuteman uh, Memorial over in Lexington. Mm-hmm. Been there that, too. Uh, we, yeah. we just didn't we didn't we didn't rent a car. Yeah, you gotta have a car we to drive really, to all those spots. Yeah, we we, we didn't we really didn't make it out of, out of the historical district. I mean, we took Ubers yep. here and there, but everything was ten minutes away. Yeah, I don't blame got you. one of the baddest ass lobster rolls I've ever seen in my life. Now, was that a cold lobster roll or a hot lobster roll? That was that was cold. It was cold. Okay, that was out, that was out of a food truck. Ah, uh-huh. it's a seafood store that you go in. They got live lobster, crab. They've got you know fish on ice, and they sell such good seafood. They went ahead and opened up a little food truck in the parking lot. Uh, the best, the best clam chowder I've ever had. Yeah, I love their clam chowder, lobster bisque. And we'll uh, get up that way, I'll say. And and uh, Connie, I had the chowder. Connie had the had the bisque. We split the uh, split the roll. So uh, a cup of of bisque, a cup of uh, chowder, uh, one roll between the two of us. She had a cider. I had a glass of wine. Hundred bucks. <laughs> And speaking of wives, mine went on a girl's trip today and she called me earlier and said she hit a deer on the way uh, to wherever they're going. 
but it did mess up her car, which I find very hard to believe. She said it was just a little baby deer, but I don't care what size it was. It did some damage. So I'll have to see that when she gets back. Looking forward to a damaged car. She's going to call you tomorrow and tell you it stinks. <laughs> I know. I can't wait to see the photos. Of, yeah, but she, she said she was, she was almost crying. She said it was a little tiny deer that just ran out. It just like ran straight into the side of her car. Yeah, the uh, yeah, you feel bad when that happens, but yeah, if it if it ran to the side of the car, yeah, it it, it there could not be. It was possible that there's not much damage, right? I mean, if if it went under the wheel, we may have to uh, get a get a rear alignment or something. Not that I know anything about about cars, other than I've hit a deer before. Yep, same here. So you forgot that Baltimore is known for crab, not Boston. <laughs> that was a pretty funny comment, wasn't it? <laughs> I actually did have have live crab and stuff in that seafood shop. Yeah. No, I kind of got ahead of myself there. Forgot where you were. Forgot where you were. I have had I have had crab in Baltimore <laughs> and and DC's. You said your boys could head to DC. DC's a pretty good good place for. For seafood too, because it's so close to Maryland and Baltimore. Yeah, he's uh, going up for a whole week for a conference. I think it's like uh, something, some kind of uh, what's he going to in a couple of weeks? Americans for Liberty. So some kind of uh, Republican. I think this is a big government conference he's going to. But he leaves and will be up there the whole week. So he's looking forward to it. Well, good. I mean, his his summer is spoken for. Yep, I know. He's got fi- he's got it figured out this summer. <laughs> So Scotland, West Palm, D.C. Yep. And then he goes to Orlando in a couple of weeks to uh, the YAL conference, which is Young Americans for Liberty. I said, that's probably going to be kind of a rowdy conference in Orlando because it's going to have, it's going to Ron Paul, Rand Paul. It's that wing of the Republican Party. So he went to TPUSA last week, which was all 95% Trump supporters. He's going to more of a traditional moderate Republican conference this upcoming week. And then he's rounding it out with Young Americans for Liberty. So he's getting a taste of kind of all the wings of the Republican Party right now, which is interesting because there are, you know, when you look at Republicans right now, there's probably three different fractions out there. There's the Trump base. There's the more moderate Mitt Romney base and Dan Crenshaw. I would Dan Crenshaw speaking next week. I think he's part of that base. And then there's this, uh, you know, liberty part of the Republican base that just votes with Republicans because they they're the only ones that stand a chance to win an election. But there's really, I mean, they're very distinct groups of people. Yeah, there there there's definitely a, a fracture. Mm-hmm. And and look, there always has been. It even it, going back going back to Boston, even. Right after the revolution, yep, you know, victory at Yorktown. Oh yeah. From that moment, we were all we were already you already got the the Federalists, anti Federalists already pulling against, pulling away from each other. Oh, totally. I mean, you know, if you read Alexander Hamilton's book, he was a big government centrist type guy, and then you had uh, you know James, uh, who was it, uh, or John Adams, and those guys were more. Uh, you states, Jefferson. Yeah, Jefferson's were state rights people, and they were clashing back then because uh, Hamilton was wanting to build this big central bank. He was the first uh, Secretary of Treasury. Yeah, wanted to issue debt at that point in time, and a lot of people just didn't want to do that. So yeah, it's been it's been out out that way forever. It really has. Yeah. So it's 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 nothing new. It's just we we, we cram ourselves in, into these two parties, and then you have. Factions when when the parties. I mean, look, you, you have it's no different on the Democrat side either. Yeah, the same. Yeah, everywhere. you have the squad. You have Bernie Sanders folks. Mm-hmm. You do. So we have the bizarre story <laughs> of Carly Russell, and th- this happened. I had no idea. I flew out Thursday night. I we didn't turn the news on. Uh, you know, I <laughs> vaguely uh, paid attention to baseball scores. That was about it. And I wasn't really happy about that last weekend. Yeah, the race kind of got shellacked a couple of days. Yeah, this was an interesting story because, you know, we've got the movie out. We'll talk about it in a few minutes, The Sound of Freedom, which is about you know human trafficking. And uh, and then this girl goes out and supposedly is abducted also. So that's why I sort of paid attention to this because I said, got this movie in theaters that everybody's going to see. And now this Carly Russell girl gets abducted. 
Well, find out, it sounds like the whole thing was a hoax. Yeah, she leaves work. She she worked at a spa, I believe, mm-hmm. with a roll of toilet paper and a, and a robe. <laughs> Odd. Yes, very. Uh, so she leaves work. She then goes, I guess she goes to Tzatziki's, which is a, a fast food Greek place. Yes. And then she goes to Target and buys snacks. Okay. And then she sits in the Target parking lot for a little while, presumably, I guess, waiting for the sun to go down. Because this, this is uh, like like eight, 7.30 uh, or 8 o'clock at night. So then at 9-something, she calls. And this is all on on not last Thursday, Thursday before last. Mm-hmm. Calls and says she sees a toddler walking down the interstate. <laughs> In a diaper and a white T-shirt. Yep. And so she calls 911. They respond. Uh, I guess she calls uh, somebody, a member of her family. Mm-hmm. And then the police show up. Her red Mercedes is sitting there with the door open. Her phone and smartwatch are laying in the car. And she's nowhere to be found. All right. There are candlelight vigils for, at one point, the the uh, reward for information leading to her recovery was $55,000. Wow. I mean, the community really, really came out. Yeah, just right away. And this is over in Hoover, uh, which is a little south of Birmingham, is where this all happened. Yeah, it used to be where SEC Media's days were held. Yep. was Hoover, Alabama. Uh, then she shows up two days later at her parents' house walking. <laughs> With this outrageous story of she goes to to approach the toddler and a man comes out of the woods and says, that's my kid or something like that, then grabs her and throws her in a car. Next thing you know, she's in the back of a semi. Yes, right. Describes the people in the car, too. She said there was a man with orange hair and a bald spot on the back and a female she couldn't see. And she also said she heard a baby crying in the in the truck. Yeah, and, the, and then she says she escapes once. They grab her, uh, strip her naked, take pictures of her. Yep. They have her blindfolded, but they never bind her wrists because they don't want to leave any any <laughs> any, any literature marks on her wrist. Yep. Which doesn't make any sense. If it, anyway. No, but then they started looking into this girl's past a little bit, and I've uh, you know her internet searches were very interesting. So two days before it happened, it, it, she searched for you have to pay for an Amber Alert or search. And then she said, how to make money from a register without being called Birmingham bus station, one-way bus ticket from Birmingham to Nashville with her departure date of the same date she went missing. And then she searched for the movie Taken, which is the Liam Neeson movie where people get abducted. So she quickly looks like in her search history, started figuring out how do I get taken and get away with it? Well, the interesting thing is, is what was in her car and what was not. Her wig in her car. Her phone in her car, her smartwatch in her car. Snacks, not so much. <laughs> uh, the police track uh, where her cell phone was during her call to 911 while she's supposedly following this toddler. And she moved 600 yards down the road. Wow. While she's talking, while she's talking to 911. Yeah, that's the start of a mile. And that's that's what the, the chief of police said. He goes, that's six football fields laid end mm-hmm. to end. Yeah. It's how far she traveled, supposedly following a toddler, barefoot, pantless, walking down the interstate. Wow. So so, so she's back now, and supposedly, and I hadn't seen the latest, I think I've seen the latest update, uh, the sheriff wants to talk to her, and her family is uh, denying all requests for the sheriff to actually have a conversation. So it looks like... This may her, just disappear and just nothing happens. Her boyfriend stripped every mention of her office page. He made everything and made it private. So he didn't know she Is was he, crazy before this? <laughs> oh, I'm sure the, the crazy ones are most fun. But, or does she just have uh, a two-day bender with some other guy? That could be it also, right? I mean, she... Uh, quite possibly. Yeah, she could have been uh, laid up with, with his best friend. $107 in her, in her sock. <laughs> Jeez. Like, okay, you were stripped naked 
and but they let you keep your money. Look, I don't want to laugh at her because obviously you don't do this without some severe mental problems, I suppose. But geez, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's mental problems or just trying to get away for a couple of days and got herself in a lot know, of trouble she, in the process. She's a nursing student. She has her. I mean, sound like she has her life more or less together. She's 25 years old. She had just been dealing with uh, a local police department up there in a good way. Mm -hmm. And after she came came up missing, they said what a what a bright and wonderful young lady she was. And now they're they're praying for her safe return and all this stuff. I mean, she really to say she escaped, ran through the woods, and just showed up. Like they they threw her in the back of a semi and then dropped her and then she escaped in the woods close enough to walk back home. Wow. Uh, I thought I would you know when I saw it I thought something bad must have happened because I mean she, you don't leave your hair. But but the more you find out the more you hear about it, it, it what they may do is pick her up for theft. Yes. They may go and right. do. Is is do a count at the, at the register? Go pick her up for theft. If nothing else, the theft of of the robe and the toilet paper. It yeah, doesn't that's matter. probably gonna be it. It's it's pick her up and put her in a room. That way you can you can actually talk to her. Yeah, I mean, look, she didn't hurt anybody. This was a nonviolent type stuff that she did. She wasted a lot of people's time, uh, money. You know, money. What do you what do you do with resources? Like that, right, it's money and resources. So, and she'll probably be fined yeah. for doing this or have some kind of misdemeanor on her record, but that's probably all that's going to come out of this. And I don't want anything else to come out of it. I just, it's, it's no, uh, I don't want to go to, go to prison for no, a while. Not at I all. think she may need, may need to go down to uh, uh, maybe mental health court is yep, the place for it. I agree. Is, is I, I, like I said, I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, she needs to go to prison. It's just, she, this girl needs some help and her parents aren't helping her by hiding her. No, not at all. So I don't know. Uh, uh, the hundred seven dollars in her sock is is is, is this. A, it's just it was just a bizarre, bizarre story last week. Yep, it was. And, and as the week progressed, and as we got more and more updates from the Hoover Police, it just got more and more bizarre. Yep. All right. So FIFA doesn't want to doesn't support equal pay for women. <laughs> I know. I saw the story. Now I've got to ask. I, I wish we could have a poll somewhere. I wonder how many of our viewers even know that the U.S. Women's World Cup. Soccer tournament is starting this weekend or a couple days after or a couple days before the program airs. I'm assuming about 5% probably know at the most. Now, anybody who watches Fox knows. Okay. I don't watch Fox, I guess. Like if you watch even even Fox Network, Fox News, Fox Business, uh, Bally Sports, if you watch the Braves, they've been advertising pretty pretty heavily on that. So how many people actually care then? Even if they know, how many people care? Uh, exactly zero. Yes, there we go. So s- supposedly FIFA, who is a governing government governing kind of agency for the women's the soccer tournament. Dirtiest, yes, the dirtiest, the dirtiest agency sport. out there, right? Oh, yeah, uh, filthy. Yep. So they had made commitments that they would pay – each player a certain amount and it would increase with the player's performance. So all the, the ladies playing women's soccer, they thought they were going to get paid a certain amount. The pay was going to be better. And then they came out a couple of days before the tournament said they could not honor that commitment. Because no one watches. Yeah, no. I, yes. Look, I, I know some people who are, who are soccer fans and look, it is not about equal pay. Women's sports do not generate money. Yes, money is revenue. It's ad revenue. It's people sitting in the stands. Yeah, they, I mean they, they don't. They just don't generate that. It's not the level of excitement that men's sports generate. And look, when you get to the trans, transgender stuff, they even said they said, "Well, uh, women can compete with men." Like, uh, no. They can't, <laughs> right? Because women's national team got beat by like some high school boys team. Yeah, but they got beat by a bunch of uh, high school juniors. Yeah, so the average salary for a professional women's soccer player is only fourteen thousand dollars. So what FIFA was doing was promising each player thirty thousand dollars each, and then the players on the winning team would receive two seventy. So it was going to be a pretty good payout for this tournament. I mean, if your average salary is fourteen and you're about to make it at least thirty, then. Uh, then you know that's, that's good, uh, but yeah, they rolled that back. I thought that was very sort of funny that the the agency did this. And as you can imagine, Megan 
Rapino, who was retiring after this tournament, was not very happy with this. She was the one that came out a couple of years ago and said the women should make the same amount of money that the men on the, the World Cup soccer team make. She has sold 300 more jerseys than any other female soccer player, and I think that number is 300. <laughs> and, and those are all two activists. Yes, totally. Activists with pink no. hair and pink and purple hair. Yes. Nobody, when I say nobody cares about women's sports, I, I'm not being mean. No, the you're people nice. that The people that should be supporting it are women. Look, I enjoy watching uh, college softball. I think softball's a fun sport to watch. Uh, yeah, it's 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 fast paced. It it's, is it's fun. It's it's very athletic. But there's still no money in it from a pro perspective. There's no money in really any women's game. No. You know, golf. Uh, I mean, the lady golfers make pretty good money. Uh, you know, they're doing a lot. They're probably the best paid athletes I would imagine out there. Yeah, and and, and even and even they, you can't you couldn't take woman out of the LPGA, drop her in the PGA, and expect her to finish in the top ten. No. No, Annika Sorensen tried to do that one time. And then uh, Michelle Wee tried to play. Actually, Michelle Wee made a cut, I think, one time in a pro event. But she was, I don't know if you ever heard that name, Michelle Wee. She was from Hawaii. She was six foot one uh, in great physical shape. And she could hit the ball. Yeah, she, could, yeah, she was a freak. She, yeah, she could keep it up with the guys, you know, the it, guys that didn't it, hit it, it that far. And she actually, I think she made a cut, but she was the only one that had a chance. Look, when, when I say freak, I mean freak of nature. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, is and for the folks who are listening, when you say in athletics, if you say someone's a freak, that that's that's a good thing. It's like they're a freak of nature. Yeah, like but, Serena Williams. I mean, same same thing. She's just a freakishly good athlete, just an amazing athlete. Yeah, but the the fact is, women's women's tennis. When I, if if Wimbledon's on, yeah, guys guys will sit and watch women's tennis. Uh, uh, and and or mixed doubles or anything like that, but for the majority of women's sports, look at a WNBA uh, event. Yep. I mean, you can hear people talking to each other. Yeah, w, WNBA is the worst. Uh, and the, they love to they love to like when they cut to the crowd and the commercials for like the Women's World Cup and stuff. You know damn well those crowds are from the men's games, <laughs> right? And, and it's, it's it's an I've actually trip. never thought about that, but that, that's uh, that's a good point. You ever seen a USFL game? <laughs> I have watched a couple, but it's it's almost it, impossible to watch to me. I just I think it's because I don't yeah, know the players, and yeah, you, know, you got to know, got to have some kind of connection to the players or a connection to the team to want to watch. But, it but you watch the commercials and you see all these people in the crowd going wild. Mm-hmm. But you actually watch it and they pan out. There's like five people. In the yeah, stand there's not many because nobody cares about the USFL. Nope. And it, it's it's not going to catch fire. It's not going to catch fire anywhere close to what college sports is. Or you know, it, it certainly not going to fill fill up like a stadium like NFL does. I mean, probably close to what the Falcons are filling up right now. <laughs> but you know, this equal pay thing generate equal money, you'll get equal pay. Right. So millennials want to throw us in jail. Yes, I hope this poll's wrong. I saw it this week, and this is a very disturbing poll. Basically, they they polled 1,500 eligible voters in the U.S. last month in July. Actually, earlier this month in July. And they said, and they asked whether referring to someone by the wrong gender pronoun, he, him, she, her, should be a criminal offense. So criminal offense, right? 44% of 25 to 34-year respondents were in favor of that being a criminal offense. And only 31% saying misgendering should not be a crime. So... Only 31 out of 100 people saying misgender someone should not be a crime. 44% said they're in favor of that. Stupid. Yeah, and look, I'm one of those guys that I always say, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, anywhere I go, right? And I think I did it in a drive-thru a while back, and I wasn't intentionally trying to do anything. I just said... Thank you, ma'am, without really looking, or thank you, sir, without really looking. I think I've misgendered that person. They want that to be a crime, a criminal offense. So they want to be able to call the police, have that guy that just did that, in my case, myself, written a ticket for the misgendering. Is that where we're going in our country, where 
Worse. Now, this is why we have a First Amendment. It is. Yeah, 100%. This, this, this but, is exactly why we have a First Amendment is, is to protect speech. And look, if I purpose, if I want to purposely misgender somebody, I will. Yeah, and it's your right to do that. Uh, yeah, totally. Now, do I do and, that? And, and would I do that intentionally? Heck no. I mean, I would. I respect everybody. I would never purposely misgender somebody. I will not use they in a singular. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't use they. I refuse to call someone they. And actually, I don't even know uh, why I, I refer to somebody by their pronouns. I usually call them their name. Uh, but yeah, this is idiotic. And I hope, I mean, if this is an indication of our younger generation. Again, our public school system is severely oh, yeah. failing us if kids think that you ought to throw people in jail because of mislabeling someone or misgendering someone. The good news is you and I are more than halfway to checkout time. <laughs> that is true. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> no, I mean, you can so, see it. I mean, it's going on in Canada, right? I mean, in Canada, this is occurring where you can't. I mean, their, their governments, they don't have the same First Amendment rights, but they're being very much more restricted in, in regards to what they can say, what they can do. They, and that's they com- sent the cops to, to break up a church service during COVID. Yes, and, that's, co- and, look, and that's coming this way. It's, I mean, I would say it's unbelievable, but we watched it the last three years. I know, we have. So, uh, uh, disgusting. So we have Try That in a Small Town, Jason Aldean, which I can't believe I'm actually going to defend Jason Aldean. I can't either, because... <laughs> look, this uh, this took the country by storm this week. So he, he put out this new song that says, Try That in a Small Town, which basically just said... And I've got a few of the lyrics here. It's talking about, you know, sucker punch. This is some of the lyrics. I'm not going to sing this, but sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking a lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool. Well, act like a fool if you like. And basically saying, try that in a small town and see how far you get. Uh, look, it's not a good song. Jason's not the best singer. He is from the Georgia area. He's from Macon, right? Yeah, he's from Macon. And he said, got a gun that my granddad gave me. They said one day they're going to round up. Well, that blank might fly in the city. Good luck. So he's basically comparing. He's basically saying over the last two years, all this chaos that's going on in the cities where you saw it a couple of years ago, there were kids in big cities sucker punching people walking down the street. We've got carjackings in Atlanta all the time. So he's saying all this stuff's going on in a big town. And come, he, also, yeah, he also didn't write it. No, he didn't write this song. I mean, most of them don't, right? But well, no, I'm not. I'm not. Critic- I'm not criticizing for not writing the song, yeah. but the latest thing about this is not the song itself now, because mm-hmm. we've already. We've, he responded to it, said there's nothing about race, there's nothing about lynching, and the there's not backdrop for the song was in Nashville. Okay, and almost a hundred years ago, there was a lynching there. Ah, and they're saying that the background is racist, and they purposely picked that background. Do you know how? Deep, somebody had to dive on the background of this place to find a lynching that happened oh. in 1924-25. Yes. Plus, that same background was used in the Hannah Montana movie. Yep. Yeah, it's... Look, so I, the, the, I mean, the song... I mean, if you go out there and look at the number one rap video in the country right now, it's talking about killing cops, putting guns to people's head, and pulling a trigger. No one's condemning rap songs that are doing this or actually with a lot worse lyrics in today's world you look at the cardi b song that came out a couple years ago what was it uh I, I, you can't even say it on the radio or on the podcast i mean it's a wap yes. what it stands for no wow i'm not gonna say what it stands for yeah, but, WAP. that was uh, WAP but was one of the number one I, songs of the year and it's just a terrible terrible song yeah no i mean it, it's i mean it's it's audio pornography it is Totally yes. Uh, and look, I, again, First Amendment. I support her right to sing it. Yeah, sing it. I, I've I've never heard the song. I'd never I'd never seen the lyrics until I saw a friend share the side by side of the lyrics. And I, I sent it to you and to Eric, but I it's, it, I would not share those lyrics on my on my Facebook page. Yep, me either. Even just comparing comparing the two, and and, and we'll get into somebody else who goes over the top to make an example uh, just even comparing the two is not it's not appropriate because 
my my I have my niece is, is on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. My mom is on my Facebook. Uh, I have a lot of sweet old ladies who are on my Facebook that are associated with the Republican Party around here, and they don't want to read that. No, they don't. I don't ever share anything like that. And then a couple so, more. But yeah, I was going to say a couple more things before we move off this. Lieutenant Gov- Governor Burt Jones thought he should uh, thought he should make a statement on this because all politicians, you know, we want to hear from our elected leaders on how they feel about Jason Aldean's song. So he defending Jason this week, <laughs> which I thought was just retarded. Shut up. Or ridiculous. I'm well, sorry, you can't say Christy, that. Christy Christy Nome went on went on TV. Uh, uh, no, she was scheduled to to do an interview anyway about their uh, their push to bring in tradesmen, which I think is awesome. Uh, but they asked her about the all day thing. She goes, uh, she goes, because I, I know Jason and his wife. They are they are welcome to stand in front of the governor's mansion or in front of the state house and yep. sit and sing that song any day they want to. Now, so yeah, they're all kind of. Jump! This this is this is red meat Republican stuff. Oh, and on the other side, that Cheryl Crow came out and just blasted. Well, two things here: country music television, which you would think should know their audience, pulled the song and pulled the video from CMT. And also, Cheryl Crow came out this week and said, you know, she she took the leftist angle on this and blasted Jason Aldean. I remember going to a Cheryl Crow concert. And she had "F Donald Trump" written on the back of her guitar. So. Uh, yeah, she didn't. She do a duet with Chris Rock. Yeah, she does. Not Chris Rock, but Kid Rock. Kid Rock. So she doesn't have a lot of Chris to Rock talk and Cheryl Crow would be an interesting duet. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> and, and let me tell you about Aldine. He's not pro gun. No, he's not because he was at the. Uh, he said they should be. We shouldn't have access to guns, or they should be harder to get after they the should Las be harder Vegas to get shooting. At, this was after Vegas. Yep. Now was that a guttural response? Has his stance uh, evolved since watching what's happened the last three years? Maybe. Uh, and look, the best thing ever happened to him is, TM- is TMC, CMT, pull that, pull that video. Because mm-hmm. I never would have heard it. <laughs> I mean, someone may have shared it on Facebook or something. And said, oh, this is a really cool video I saw on CMT. I don't know anybody who sits around and watches CMT. I don't know. Anybody I know who wants to see a video will go on YouTube yep. and type in the artist they want to see. Now, what I would like to see is, I don't know if you know Leo, I think it's Morchiardi or something like that. Anyways, if you look up covers by Leo, he does heavy metal covers of songs that are not heavy metal. And this would be hilarious for him to go and do heavy. <laughs> that would be good. Uh, but yeah, don't as everybody's jumping on the back the Aldean bandwagon and 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 all that stuff. Remember, he's not the he's not he's not Dave level pro gun. Of course, my level pro gun is you should, you should be able to have a howitzer in your front yard <laughs> and a tank. So we got the $15 million nugget. Yes. And there was a breaking news on this, right? As we went to record the podcast for this week, this case was actually resolved. But but the background on this was a family in South Florida. They had a little girl in their car, went through a drive through She dropped a chicken nugget uh, mm-hmm. between her leg and a seat. And that chicken nugget gave her a second-degree burn where it was sitting against her leg. So the, the family, it took them a couple of minutes to realize what was going on before they were able to get the chicken nugget and take it away from her skin. Uh, so she has a second-degree burn. It heals in three weeks, but it did leave a scar. Who doesn't have a scar? That Actually, that'd be a great story as you get older to tell somebody you've got a scar of a chicken nugget on your leg. They ended up suing McDonald's for $15 million in damages after this happened. Yeah, the the medical damage, even to remove the the scar, uh, was minimal. I, I think it was, it was like five thousand dollars. Yeah, to, to yeah. And I mean, what's wrong with a little scar on your leg? I mean, I've got quite a few of those, right? So today, yeah. Well, I mean, I, 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 but it, chicks dig scars. I mean, uh, uh, look, if this was a third degree, and not just by third degree burn, maybe you want to have that a skin graft done or have have, mm-hmm. have it removed, right? It removed. But a scar that looks big on a on you know a child is going to be nothing but a freckle by the time she gets older. Yeah, exactly. So the breaking news on the story though is at airtime the jury actually awarded the family eight hundred thousand dollars for this. So they sued for fifteen and got eight hundred thousand for dropping it. T- I almost put my kids in a car and went to chick went to uh, McDonald's to get some chicken nuggets, and hopefully they get burnt. Yes. Because I would, I, I look, you sit there and hold your daughter down and and hold a chicken I've, nugget to I her th- leg. I think I'm a pretty good dad, but I would burn my daughter with a chicken nugget for eight hundred thousand dollars. 
It's for your college, honey. Hold still. It's, it's for your college. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Anybody who gets nuggets at, at McDonald's from now on is get cold nuggets. I know, exactly. And they said they were hot because they were trying to prevent salmonella, which makes sense. Uh, but yeah. Well, we think we have... We, we have food standards, and they have to be held that, that hot. Yeah, right. I mean, when Chick-fil-A delivers, like we, we cater Chick-fil-A a lot, they'll bring biscuits out. And they'll say, you know, you can only eat these biscuits for two hours. Throw them away after two hours. Look, I've eaten a chicken biscuit that's sat there all day. Um, Hell but, yeah. <laughs> but 800,000. That is truly amazing. Look, if... if if you, you haven't picked up a piece of pizza that's been sitting on the on the counter for eight hours after a party, you haven't been single. I know. As a guy, I mean, women probably have a little more sense than that. Maybe stick it in the microwave and kill any bacteria on it. But, if you know, you go to bed at 2 o'clock, you wake up at 10, there's still a pizza sitting on the counter. You go grab a piece and, and try to shake off the night before. I mean, yep. I know. I've seen me do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, good lord! <laughs> this is this is not the same as the boiling coffee, by the way. That the, that coffee, the lid was not on. Right, properly, it's totally different. And the coffee was near boiling. And even when you get coffee out of your out of my Keurig, it's a little too hot when first sip. But it, I, I've spilled it, I've spilled uh, hot tea on myself coming out of the Keurig. Yeah, and it's not. I don't get second or third degree burns on myself. That hot coffee was way too hot and the lid wasn't secured and that's why that that settlement uh the way and i think that was florida also yeah for some reason i florida is very very litigious mm-hmm. and that comes from all the new yorkers that moved down i speak <laughs> as a native floridian so we got the uh quick story uh actually it wasn't so story for uh, quick for him australian man and his dog were rescued after three months drifting at sea i know what an amazing story so this guy was out sailing. His boat had some mechanical issues. Him and his dog, three months they spend out on the water and they lift off of just raw fish that they caught and rainwater. And they were out in the middle of the Pacific. So they, it says they were 1,200 miles from land, uh, out in the middle of nowhere and got found by a Mexican tuna boat. So some fishermen were, came out and found the guy. Yeah, the... the you got to realize how small you are out there. Yeah, the Pacific Ocean is so it, huge. When you get even below Hawaii ship. out in that area, yeah, it's incredible. Well, you think about uh, the the fox and hound games that we played with the Japanese mm-hmm. with aircraft carriers. Obviously, things are a little different with radar and, and satellite imagery, but we, we we did that with with aircraft carriers and hid them on one side of the island or, or th- things like that that – you know, you had pilots up there with 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 binoculars looking for looking for the white trail behind 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 these boats. Right, they're they're specks. Yeah, and this guy, I I don't know how big the boat was. It it's it was a uh, it was a catamaran, so it wasn't that big of a boat. It was a cat. Yeah, yeah. The only reason that he survived was he was a cat. Is because catamarans are extremely stable. So even as these they're rocking and rolling, the cat will stay stable. Mm-hmm. Where a mono hull. Could have turned sideways, capsized, and he and the puppy would be shark food. Jeez. I just can't believe Can you imagine catching fish for three months and just eating them raw? I mean, it's – yeah, this guy was so happy, though. It was, it was a cool story. When the boat pulls up, you know, he's just – you can tell he's so happy. He knows he's been rescued. The dog's barking. And and the first guy that gets on the boat, they're like, do you have any Do you have any drugs or weapons on, the, on board? And he's like, no, I've got no drugs or weapons on board. Do you have any? You sure you don't have any drugs on board? And he's like, No, I don't have any drugs on board. It's like, Oh my God, this is the first thing we're asking this poor guy. He's been here for three for, months, and all we're worried about is, is he got a little marijuana on the boat? No, nah, man, they're, they're wanting to party. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, I mean, he did come off with a giant beard and frizzy hair. I mean, he did look kind of like Jerry Garcia. He did. I mean, he, he, I mean, a skinny Jerry Garcia. Yep. <laughs> kind of looked like somebody who might want to party. Yep. Good for this guy, though. I'm glad they found him. I can't oh, God, imagine God bless him. Hear I mean, his story. That's seamanship right there. Yep. To be able to keep yourself alive like that is yeah, absolutely seamanship. So the Sound of Freedom topped $100 million in sales. We talked about a little bit about Sound of Freedom last last week, but it was, it was only $40 million. Yes, it's topped another 100 So uh, it's the biggest indie film this year. Uh, Placed among the 20 biggest releases of the year also. Send the biggest 20 releases of the year, biggest indie film. 
uh, it's beat films like Jennifer Lawrence's No Hard Feelings. And I know you probably saw this day, Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, oh, yeah. I was front row. Look, it keeps doing well. People keep telling me to go see it. I haven't seen this yet at a time where I recorded this podcast, but I'm going to have to go see it over the weekend because it sounds like it just sounds like a movie that everybody needs to see. Uh, and some of the some of the Q stuff, I think, has died down now or some of the background stuff on the actor. You know, when this movie came out, they were trying to put it down. It wasn't talking about the content of the movie. They were talking about the people in the movie. That seems like that's gone away at this point. No, because you can't argue with success. Right. Uh, I mean, the budget was $14.5 million. Yep. It sat in a can for several several years. Mm-hmm. And as much as they say, well, this story that needs to be told, that's why we produced it. No, the writers were going on strike. You said, what do we have? And they pulled this out. And I, I guarantee you it will not even get a sniff for an Oscar. Oh, no chance. No chance. I mean, it's 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 going to be one of the, one of the best movies of the year. It's going to make probably make more money than first. Of all, oh, you said already any indie film, but it's it's at a hundred million dollars. It's it's competing with big productions. Mm-hmm. It is, especially you talk about Marvel, who who will spend three hundred million to make one hundred fifty million. <laughs> exactly. So it's the great news hey, look I, I'm happy for the actors I'm ha- really happy for the producers that 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 put their money on the line and then thought that money was just gone so next week we'll have give speaking of movies we'll have to give everybody an update on how the Barbie movie because uh, it will have come out a couple days before the podcast drops so we'll have to look at the numbers of Barbie dude I would almost watch anything with <laughs> with Margot Robbie in it I'm not. I, I I can't do that. First of all, I think I read that they used patriarchy unironically ten times in the movie. What? Yes. This is this is a this is a, a female empowerment movie. It's PG thirteen. How do you make a Barbie movie PG thirteen? <laughs> yeah, I and think it's gonna be. A big, not, I think it's gonna be a big. And problem. how do you make a Margot Robbie movie that's not R? Yep. So you have two questions. It should be G or PG <laughs> if you can do Barbie. But it's weird. I, I, the preview I saw is like, do you want this? Uh, Barbie lay with a super high heel. Do you want this holding a Birkenstock? So it's, that's where it is. It's like either you're going to be par- you're you're going to be a slave to the patriarchy, or you're going to be a hippie chick and grow, and grow your armpit hair out. So Biden is forgiving more student loan debt. I guess he's just thumbing his nose at the Supreme Court at this point. Hey, yeah. So two days after the Supreme Court announced that his first uh, try at forgiving student loan debt was unconstitutional, he came out with another plan to to uh, to uh, to do about 116 billion dollars in student loan forgiveness, and that's which will cover 3.4 million bar- borrowers. Uh, you know, and they and they came out with a total cost of this plan, so it looks like the total. Updated cost would be about four hundred billion dollars over the next ten years. Actually, four hundred seventy-five million is what it was. That that first one was four hundred billion. So this new plan he's came out with is actually going to cost more than the old plan costed. So he's already been smacked down once. Yep. He's he knows he can get smacked down again. This is yeah. vote buying. Yeah, but he so, knows the Supreme so, Court won't hear it again for another year. Yeah, and I think he's going at it away this time where he thinks he can get away without without a lawsuit being filed. Because there were standing issues, the first, or standing questions the first time around. Because, you know, the states were the ones suing him. And there were questions around, did the states uh, have standing to sue the federal government on this student loan forgiveness? So, Do I'm, the taxpayers have standing? Yeah, th- yes. I mean, that's what that, that, were, that was what the questions were. So I don't know. I think he's going to get sure. away with this one. I really do. But you're right. It's just yeah. vote buying at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly what it is. Is it is, uh, I'm doing everything I can for you. Hey, look, I've got I've got friends that uh, they can't stand Biden, but they're quietly asking me if this is going to go through because they've got student loan debt. So, <laughs> not. A, I, I've always thought that was interesting, right? And any any of the friends who can afford to hang around with you probably have the money to pay their own debt. Uh, I like the programs that come out the last few years. It's like, yeah, I can't stand Biden. When am I getting that PPP money? Yeah, when exactly. is my when are my kids uh, 
tuition loans can be forgiven. Yeah, I mean, they need, they need yeah. to completely rechange the system. I, I, and I'm all for being able to declare bankruptcy with these student loans. Because as soon as you say that a child or a kid that's 25 years old has $200,000 in student loans, can't pay, and that can be written off during a bankruptcy hearing, guess what? No one will ever loan an 18-year-old kid money again, which should be the case now. Why are we giving these loans to 18-year-olds that are studying basket weaving in college? Take, take, take the government out of it. Get rid of government-guaranteed loans. Yeah, because it's driving uh, up the cost, too. I mean, it's, it's, it's totally right. driving well, up the cost give, of college. Give uh, tax credit or tax write-off for interest, just like you do in mortgages, mm-hmm. interest going towards student loans. Yep. That encourages you to make money so you have something to write off. But you have to get it from a private institution. So if if you and your boy want to go to, a, go to, I don't know, Wells Fargo and apply for student loan, that's between you, him, and Wells Fargo. Hey, uh, look, and by the year. So like Luke goes to Wells Fargo and he says, I'm going to Belmont Abbey next year. I need a student loan to pay for next year. And then he comes back in, he sits with that banker at the end of the year, and the banker says, all right, what was your GPA at college? Oh, well, it was a 3.9 this year. All right, well, we're going to give you money for next year. I mean, there's got to be some kind of process that goes on when you're borrowing money to validate that it's going to be used effectively. Exactly. Look, if you go get a, if you get a construction loan, you want to build a house. You own a piece of property. Uh, you, you want to borrow $500,000. You, you want to build a house. They don't just hand you five hundred thousand dollars and say go buy your go build your house. <laughs> right. They they go okay. Here's your initial draw. You yep. you call us when when the the grading's done. Then an inspector comes out and says the grading's done. All right. Here here you go. Here's your next draw. Tell us when the foundation's done. Mm-hmm. And they go piece by piece, yeah, draw exactly by draw. How it's done. And that's if 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 that was done with with uh, with student loans, even if it's not your GPA, but have you progressed? Are you now a sophomore? Are you now a junior? Uh, are you, you know, and, and instead of this, we're going to, you're going to postpone until you're no longer in college. You have four years. The, the, this loan starts accruing interest day one, but you have four years. Yep. Now, I mean, the, the system's got to be overhauled because uh, this doesn't No, it help. has to be broken. Yeah. I mean, so you, so, so you, you waive some of this student loan debt. Well, kids are still getting a student loan debt after this. College is still unaffordable. Uh, it just makes yeah. no sense. It's just vote buying. Would it it became unaffordable when they made it free? Yeah, I mean, look at. I mean, why, I, look why does out. it cost just as much to go to Kennesaw State as it does to go to Harvard? Hey, Zell Miller was great for me going through college, but I, I really think if you look back, Zell Miller and providing free tuition for kids in Georgia was one of the reasons Georgia tuition went up as dramatically yeah. as it did. Old zigzag Zell. Yep. This is a good time to remind you that these are our opinions and not those of anyone, not on the show, or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. I've got the mule again this week. <laughs> Have you? Did you see the video? I haven't seen the video. All right, so Mitt Romney comes out on National Hot Dog Day, which I didn't know existed. I didn't either. He's wearing his, his shirt and tie. He's got a hot dog hat on. I don't mean shaped like a hot dog, but a hat with like a drawing of a hot dog. <laughs> and he's holding this one pound hot dog in his hand, walking towards the camera, <laughs> which is always creepy. Yes, it is. So the camera's going away from him, and he's talking as he's walking through, I guess, the halls of the Senate, holding this pound hot dog <laughs> covered in ketchup. <laughs> oh, no. You don't put First ketchup. First of all, don't put ketchup. If on you're hot over dogs, six people. years old, you cannot have ketchup on hot dogs. No, it's just you can't. Wrong. You just can't do that. We're probably uh, if you go to if you go to that. Chicago and, and you ask for ask for uh, uh, ketchup on your hot dog, they'll just throw throw you out. It's I mean, just it's, not good. No, I don't like ketchup anyway. But anyway, he says hot dogs. I love hot dogs. Everybody knows me loves. I love hot dogs. Hot dogs are my favorite meat. <laughs> what? First of all, he 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 has Kelly Loeffler's problem. Yes, he does. He, he can't connect. If he would just admit it, I'm a rich guy. Yeah, I mean, that's what I just admit. I've been very successful in life. I've made a ton of money, and this is who I am. <laughs> yeah, if, if Loeffler had done that, instead of, you know, Jessica, does this hat make me look poor? Uh, instead of trying to connect with the work people, look, I bought my Kia. Like, you didn't even know what a Kia was. Mm-mm. 
You just, th- yeah, you just thought that was a car that the Mercedes emblem, emblem fell off. No, of. these people need to stop being someone else. Uh, I still remember when Loeffler, uh, when Kelly was running for Senate, one of my friends that worked in the governor's office, Earl Shivers, told her one day, he said, you've got to get out there and buy some jeans and some corduroy shorts or some, you know, some plaid shirts, and you got to dress like everybody else. He said, he, see, he said she came walking to him the next day, had on cowboy boots, jeans, plaid shirt, and uh, he said, how much did that cost? And she said, oh, it's only $2,000. He said, she had like $800 designer jeans on, a $300 flannel, you know, $500 boots, which still, she just completely missed and, his and, point, right? Just totally missed and his look, point. And look, Purdue did the same thing yeah. with a Canadian tuxedo. Oh, terrible dress code. Yeah, I mean, look, the, the denim jacket, shirt, pants, and boots, I mean, they... They all do it. Some are more believable than others. Uh, Kemp wearing boots and blue jeans is a little more believable. Yeah, Kemp's a country boy. I, mean, I like. I mean, yeah, Governor Kemp is a country kid or a country boy. He's uh, he goes out there and he cuts firewood. Now I'm not sure I like the chopping wood slogan, but he is an outdoor guy. Yeah, a buddy, a buddy of mine when when Kemp was was the nominee, he actually had a security detail at this point. Bumped into him at uh, either Bass Pro or uh, Cabela. I think it was Cabela's. Bumped into him. And uh, it's like nobody knew who, who the hell who this guy was because he was just in, in blue jeans and, yep. and, uh, and a button down. And his security was super low key. Mm-hmm. And they just thought he was – plus he's super short. Uh, they just thought he was just somebody else in the store. It just you – know, Loeffler, you, you kind of you, – you can, you can tell someone who's well-maintenance and high-maintenance. And Romney's the same way. Oh, I mean, totally. Romney's haircut probably costs more than everything you, everything you're going to wear to yeah, the concert tonight. Yeah, there's no tonight. telling. Yeah, he's all buttoned up. He really is. Oh yeah. All right. So Michigan charges the quote unquote fake electors. Yeah. So this came out of you know back in 2020 when each of the states has a certain number of electors, electoral college votes. Up in Michigan, and it, and it actually happened in Georgia, too. The Republican Party, Democrats won Georgia and Michigan, but the Republicans in each state came up with their own slate of electors, which, honestly, that happens anyway every four years. So even in 2024, there'll be a set of Republican electors and Democrat electors, and then whoever wins and, the state, those electors will be seated, and those are the ones that will sign, you know, the piece of paper that then goes to Congress, right, that certifies Georgia went Democrat. But supposedly, even in Michigan and Georgia, these electors, and I still don't know why we're calling them fake electors because I don't consider them fake, um, but they did more than they were supposed to do. And they were actually trying to get the governor or, or some type of process to be overturned where those electors could be seated and would be the ones that would vote and their votes be counted. It's, it would be incredibly tough Number one, it's going to be very tough. It'd be impossible in Michigan because their governor is as left as they get. Yeah, and that's the problem up there, right, is their governor is left. I mean, this is the governor that during COVID said you could use a sailboat but not a powerboat. Yep, exactly. Because somehow the sail is like a big mask. I have no idea. Yep, so, the, so up in Michigan, uh, the, the attorney general, her name is Dana Nessel. She's a Democrat, and she announced – uh, this previous week that all 16 people, 16 electors, which is I think the same number that Georgia gets, would face eight criminal charges, including forgery and conspiracy to commit election forgery. And these charges, forgery. yeah, and these these charges carry a maximum penalty of 14 years in prison. Not gonna, I, I, I can't, I can't see that happening. It still, it still has to go to a jury. Yeah, I can't see it happening either. Now, everybody after – so the big story on this is after the, they charged the Michigan with the fake electors, everybody started looking towards Georgia because we had the same – we had the same type of process that occurred down here, and it was led by then RNC Chairman David Schaefer in Georgia. So we had 16 electors. Half of our electors have immunity deals now. So out of those 16 electoral, Republican electors in Georgia, eight of them already worked with Fonnie Willis – who is a district attorney in Atlanta to Fulton have County, yep. yeah, Fulton County to have an immunity deal. So what everybody's looking at now is they're looking at the attorney or looking at Fonnie Willis to see if she's going to charge either David Schaefer or any of those quote unquote fake electors with charges. That's out of her authority. I know she's a state employee, 
But that's a state issue. That's up to Chris Carr. Yeah, but they say it's in her it's in her county. So I think that's how she's looking at all of this, Maybe. right? I mean, it's the same way with Maybe. Don, it's a, the same way she's looking at Donald Trump. Uh, she's saying this Maybe. occurred in know it, Fulton County. That, and that should be coming down in the next next couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, that's the rumblings. Uh, Trump, are. Trump's bracing for a, another federal charge, and uh, uh, Fanny, not wanting to be left out, will uh, I believe has it in front of the uh, uh, the grand jury is seated right now. So I I, I believe there'll be something that comes down. Yeah, so Fulton she, County called two grand juries in a couple of weeks ago, and they were. Nobody really understood why there were two, but the thought is there's one grand jury that's focuses on normal issues, and there's one grand jury that's focusing on Trump and these electors to see if any charges would be brought. Uh, what a piece of work! But it, she's speaking. Notified, of yeah, of, go ahead, go ahead. We're, we can move on from now. Yeah. Speaking of pieces of work, we had Marjorie Taylor Greene and Hunter's Weeby. <laughs> It seems like we give an update on Marjorie Taylor Greene almost every week on a show and Hunter Biden and sometimes together, right? Well, I wouldn't say together, but the updates come at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, they were they were having a hearing this week with, with a couple of whistleblowers in Congress, which was sort of, it was pretty riveting news to me. I was watching it and You've got this whistleblower testifying from the IRS. He says, look, I am a Democrat gay man. I work at the IRS and people would not let me fully investigate Hunter Biden and his, you know, all the stuff that was going on around him. Well, it sounds like MTG was also in this hearing and she pulls up a photograph that she had enlarged where he is having sex with a, hell of a good time. Chinese prostitute. And she has got this, what is it, three by three poster or two by four poster in Congress uh, of Hunter Biden having a good time. Yeah. With everything, with the bare minimum blocked. Bare minimum blocked. Yep. So what she was trying to get out of this and her questioning, I forget who she, she was questioning at this point, but she says Hunter Biden should be charged with the man act, which is M-A-N-N. Act, which basically says you cannot, what, take a prostitute across state lines? Uh, uh, of, of many of the provisions, what is you cannot crace, uh, cross state lines for indecent uh, indecent activities. I can't remember exactly how, how it's put. Mm-hmm. The Mann Act has a very long and troubled history in the United States. It was originally passed in 1910. Okay. Uh, it was... It was passed out of fear, rising fear of what was called at the time white slavery, that these these good white women were being lured by immigrants and those who who weren't white and 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 put into essentially sexual slavery. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been amended a few times. It hasn't been amended since nineteen eighty six. Nineteen eighty six, they took the women part out and and put in person. So, uh, but what. The Mann Act is used for primarily today, and what it was used for back then was it, it, they would prosecute a black man who married a white woman and if they crossed state lines into uh, a place where that was illegal. So say you got married in New York and you went to Mississippi, they could pop you with the Mann Act. Wow. And they did. Uh, there was a famous boxer, I can't remember, I can't remember his name, uh, Trump actually pardoned him posthumously, who, who was convicted under the Mann Act, and Trump pardoned him in 2018 posthumously. You know that racist Trump. Uh, it has been used in the past for as wives who threaten their cheating, cheating husbands that if they cross state lines, that they would call the feds and have them charged on the Man Act. Wow. Uh, Gielan, uh, uh Maxwell was uh, was prosecuted under the Man Act, and this is the 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 actual reason for the Man Act still existing is it covers uh, crossing state lines for indecent purposes with children. Wow. Okay. Uh, so, and misapplication of it is, is very rarely done this way. But if say say you're 18 and your girlfriend's 17 and you decide you can go on spring break, well, if you if you cross state lines, you leave Georgia, you go down to Panama City, cross state lines, and and uh, say your par- her parents find out that that they've been having sex, they could raise hell and charge him under the Man Act because he took a minor across state lines for indecent purposes. Wow. Uh, I think Marjorie Taylor Greene is off base on this. 
because it's getting into the morality of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know she wants the shock factor, but she shot everybody. Yeah, but the, the your freedom minded people don't care if the. I wish Hunter would have spent more time doing blow with hookers and less time taking money from Ukraine to give to his father. Totally agree. Totally agree. Because yes. I don't care how much coke, coke, I know. coke Hunter did. It 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 just it doesn't matter to me. No, I, mean, I, I do know he's, he's got new teeth because he lost most of his teeth doing coke, doing you know doing crack. But I think I think Marjorie's really distracting from the real issue, which is corruption bribery, tax evasion, and 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 wanting to charge him under the Mann Act? Yep. No, that's I, I think I think she's way off base on, on this one. And I I don't think it was a classy thing to do. No, and I think it's very distracting uh, for what they were trying to get at here. So they're they're having this hearing, they're trying to identify I mean they're they're working with this whistleblower and then she does this, which I agree is very, very distracting. Marjorie goes down this path of working with the speaker kevin mccarthy and it looks like she's all buddy buddy with the speaker and then she then she does this it's just you never know what you're going to get out of the congress lady from northwest georgia my congresswoman (laughs) uh i've said before she's one of the sweetest people you ever meet she is she is very sweet god almighty you put a camera in front of her face and she's like she wants to out TikTok TikTok. Yep. They've got a rap video out for for her. It's called the uh, uh, Mayor Maga is the is the is the YouTube page it's on. I guess it's <laughs> Forgatio or Forgato Blow, and it's the the video is name of the song is MTG. Jeez. And Margie's sitting in a, like a chair wearing a crown at one point, uh, and this guy's rapping about how you know how awesome she is and how, I guess how gangsta she is or whatever. I, it's embarrassing. It is. It is. And it, it, look, if, if, if it'd be one thing, if, if you're at your, if you're at a party or something like that, so I made up a rap for you and uh, everybody wants to sit around and laugh, but to put this thing out on YouTube and, and it, and it made Gutfeld show last week. <laughs> and that's, that's how I saw it. That's what I sent it to you. I know you haven't seen it is I said, now that I've seen it, you have to too. Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch it's, it. It's just disturbing. So I, I, I don't know, Kenny. It's uh, I know Joe Biden mocked mocked her in, in a campaign ad. Yeah, he did. And and again, her voters don't care. No, they don't. Uh, the the folks out here that are Marjorie Taylor Greene fans are much like Trump fans. They they don't care. I mean, if if if. She, if she showed up holding the head of of of, of uh, somebody she decapitated, they'd be like, "Okay, that's what we're doing now." Yep. It's it, and the the rest of the folks out here who aren't as plugged in are going. Once she wins the primary, which I can't imagine anybody primarying her in this coming election, they're they're going to vote Republican. She's going to win again, sixty forty or or sixty five thirty five, whatever it was. Yep. Yeah, it's just it's not going away. So, Kenny, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, just real quick. Uh, we had a couple of volunteer firefighters in our area down in Thomaston responding to a call last week and actually had a wreck in the fire truck, and they are in really bad shape. So the, this was some of my friends that uh, I knew when I was actually campaigning, super people in the community. It's uh, Logan Gordy and Trista First. They were actually uh, – they were actually boyfriend and girlfriend, both volunteer firefighters responding to this call. The fire truck flipped, and they're in Emory right now. So uh, we hope they pull through and recover. But, you know, it's a sad situation for both of them. It is. That's 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 awful. I mean, it's, it causes more problems, obviously, just for them, is there was an emergency they were responding to. Yep. And that's it's it's horrible all the way around. And and look, the uh, volunteer firefighters take all the training, take the same risk as 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 paid firefighters. They do it for free because they because they care about the community. Exactly. And it's uh, a lot like a lot like being a, a military reservist in that you have to keep current with all your training. You, it's not like if you volunteer to be a firefighter, they just give you a hat and say, "Okay, when we call, hop in the truck." <laughs> right. So, that, so oh man, 
my my closing thought, and that that is horrible, is is no happier. Uh, rest in peace, Tony Bennett. Uh, he was a hell of a talent. Ninety six years old. Uh, died in one of the worst ways possible. Uh, something that Nancy Reagan called the long goodbye, Alzheimer's. Uh, and I, I don't want to hear the the the, the details of his of his last couple of years. Uh, uh, he was he 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 was a uh, had a lot of dignity as a singer as a performer, and there's there's no good reason to uh, uh, to uh, uh, to even bring that stuff out. But rest in peace, Tony Bennett. He was a he was a a heck of a of a talent. I think he was on the Flintstones once. I mean, that's how popular he was <laughs> in the fifties and sixties. So, on two bummer thoughts to end the show on. A big thanks to Eric Cumbie, our editor. Ken, thanks again. I, I I was very late, and Ken's got to go shower so so he can get to a concert. I'm Dave Roberts. Have a great week. Catch me howling at the moon